welcome. <laughs> this is a rare um, midday, aka also morning in Phoenix recording. So I don't know if we're going to have our usual pizzazz. I I feel confident that we'll be fine. I'm on my only on my second cup of coffee. Maybe I'll take a break, get a third cup of coffee, and then I'll be on it. You know. Do you have the whole day off today? No, I have to work later. What the fuck? I'm so tired. I don't. <laughs> Life is a nightmare. <laughs> I hate capitalism. But I me then too. I'm off. I've got a long weekend ahead of me, so I'm really. Oh, are you doing? You're um, camping this weekend, yeah, right? I'm going. I'm going camping. Oh baby, I want to get into camping, but I'm such an indoor person. I'm, uh, like, I'm gonna shit in the ground in a hole, so I can't wait. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> the, I, the problem I'll have is not being able to wash my face because I feel gross if I can't wash my face before mm. bed. Well, you there's a lake nearby. You just splash some water on your face. Get, get a Ziploc full of your Glossier and you'll be fine. Be just fine. Yeah. Okay, so this is the Spooky Succubus cast. Uh, we are an anti-racist, anti-capitalist, feminist podcast about horror movies, uh, deconstructing them and interrogating them through those lenses. There's a lot to unpack this week, but we say that every week because we're talking about 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later, what happened? It's been a year since we were all, you know, in quarantine and shut down and people are still pretending like nothing happened, so... Yeah. This is a, not an accurate description. Uh, I think what we've learned <laughs> this year is that the apocalypse is a slow burn. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. Not gonna, <laughs> so a slow I think burn we, that people are will deny until they're like burning. They're like they'll be on fire and like everything's fine. Yeah, fine, fine. I think we're already living post-apocalyptically. To be honest with you, like this it's is not. True. Like, the apocalypse started when, like, colonization started. And it's just been, like, slowly downhill ever since. So, fuck, man. I didn't know I would spend so much time watching reality TV in the, apoc- in the apocalypse, but, you know. What have you been watching? I mean, I hate to admit it, but I have been watching RuPaul's Drag Race. So. Oh, I ran yeah, out yeah. of other competition shows. And I know that um, there's a lot of fat phobia and a lot of transphobia, Um so, hey, no, I can't. None of us are perfect. My yeah. reality shows are really problematic, too. But uh, you'll wrestle the housewives out of my cold, dead hands. Like, <laughs> I, I will not stop. <laughs> right. I just want I just love watching people like get dressed up and like do fun runways and compete. I know. It's I fun. should like I know a lot of my coworkers that like take showers and put makeup on to feel like ready for the day. I just move to the couch and don't put a bra on for like six hours, look up and then I'm like, I should deal with my personal hygiene. But I do sometimes think like, oh, maybe I'd feel like a little better if I, you know, put some makeup on or pretended I'm not a total piece of shit, but uh, I'm not going to do that. So I mean, it's a pipe dream. A lot of work. I don't know. Ay, ay, ay. I'm ay, thinking ay, about ay. getting my uh, thing about getting my eyebrows microbladed. Wow. This is one of those What's things. What's it that, like, like to be the 1%? <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> flush with cash, as you guys know. I did just buy a corn cob stool. Did you see my corn cob stool? 
No, I missed it. What? Oh my god! I'll I show haven't you. been up on the Instagram. I've been sleeping and then watching Twenty Eight Days Later. So I don't know why I did this, but it's a stool in the shape of a corn cob with a bite <laughs> out of it. It's so I don't cute. have the money for this. I don't have the money for this. It's so Oy. cute. Someone needs to supervise me and take my credit card away. But I think you're doing here just we are. Fine. Uh, nothing means anything and you should only buy materials that make you happy. Yeah. So. Adam was expressing concern about his taxes. I was like, I just don't care. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. Money isn't real, you guys. It's bullshit. It's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, it is literally paper. It's made of paper and they just can print more paper. There's, I, It's nothing. My favorite thing to say is blah, blah, blah is a social construct. But it's true. It's like we... We've I mean, everything so much is meaning. a social construct. Yeah, to these really fucking stupid things. It's just so fucking stupid. And it causes so much pain and so much suffering. And I don't understand why. Like, I don't, I don't get know it. either. Like, why do you need to die on the hill of like a gender reveal party? Literally die on the hill because gender reveal parties are like killing people. I just don't. I don't understand wealth, and I don't understand wanting to be wealthy. I just don't. I think fundamentally I don't understand it. I would I don't hate get it. it either. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would probably just try to give reparations to people and make sure my, like, debt was paid off. But I just want to have, like, a house right, and enough to survive, like, be able to eat and buy some stupid shit when, you know, the spirit calls me to, but I just, why would you need billions of dollars? You just literally don't. It's more you money than you can it. spend. Uh, and wealth hoarding is criminal. Houses. Yeah. Wealth hoarding is criminal. Fuck. I don't, how eat do we the rich. live? Eat the rich. How do we live in 2021 in this po- post-apocalyptic landscape where <laughs> we can't guarantee food or housing for people, but someone else has so much money that they can't even like spend it in five lifetimes like right. what why why i'm up it's well, upsetting and stupid um but let's talk about might... a time i'm sorry after ahead. capitalism Capital- yeah, when, in- when money is meaningless when in this movie they say that money is meaningless and i was just like oh, yay like how nice is that yet the military industrial complex still has <laughs> to cling to gender still norms <laughs> Men are still and toxic. It men takes, are still garbage. It's yeah. more than twenty eight days. Um, they certainly journey. didn't didn't come to any kind of like reckoning or interrogation of their, uh, you know, toxic masculinity. It just seemed to worsen it. So let's get into it. They really leaned into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I know. I was like at first trying to write down like the ranks of the different soldiers and then I was like wait it means nothing nothing means anything nothing means anything major henry west can suck a fat dick i hate i just felt like all i wanted to do when i was looking at him was be looking at ralph fiends instead i was like your face is wrong get a better face <laughs> the this whole time i'm like the only white man white men who i can pick out of a lineup and be like that's who that's that character's name are killian murphy and fucking Frank, played by Brandon Gleason. Like I can't. There's no one else who I friend of friend of the cast, Brandon Gleason. <laughs> Mad Eye Moody himself. You know, the, everyone else uh, looks exactly the fucking same. They all I look the tell, same. Yeah. Uh, 
excuse me, but Killian Murphy is like criminally hot. I like can't deal with it. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, so I watched this movie one and three quarters of a time in preparation for this. I only episode. watch it once. I don't know why you're making more work for yourself. I because I need. I like to ingest the information and like let it simmer under the surface, and then I like to fly by the seat of my pants <laughs> because we're we're not unprofessional enough. I have to make it worse. <laughs> but uh, I didn't have enough like forethought or planning to be able to give myself enough time to watch it to complete time. So only got through it three quarters of the last time. But uh, the I forgot what I was even gonna say at the beginning of this rant about watching it twice. Well, I was saying how fucking sexy Killian Murphy oh, is. Oh, then I started watching Peaky Blinders again. Peaky like, Blinders? Yeah. Uh, I only watched the first season, and honestly, it scratched an itch. I didn't need more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it had You didn't everything. get to Tom Hardy, though. Tom Hardy I with didn't get one to Tom Hardy. eye. Wow. Why? 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 Uh, maybe I'll know. get back into it. But, but it fun. I don't know. The whole, like, undercover spy thing and then like she's married yeah and then like the second season like jumps time and she's married and like living in america and i was like what i'm too stupid for this i'm too dumb and tired (laughs) it's a fun show though it was hot though he's hot yes but in like a i like to think that i don't have a type you know, no, I, I, you know, it depends on the man. It's proven that I don't have a type. Yeah. Like something, there's a glitch in my brain that is just like, man, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Bill Pullman and Woody Harrelson live in the same, they live in the okay, same Okay, but are category. you watching, are you, have you watched The Sinner? He, I, he does have old man mouth, but he's hot on the center. <laughs> you know how I feel about old man mouth. <laughs> hey, we're all going to have it someday. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. Uh, I just don't, I mean, you give me a lot of shit for Matthew Lillard, okay? But he's just like so cute, so cute and charming. He's going to have, he's going to have a nasty old man mouth because his mouth is so, so wet, wet already. <laughs> Oh, whatever. I don't know. I can't wait till we do Scream. And then you got Ski Ulrich in there, the most unfortunately named human. It's so, he's so lucky. He's so he hot. He is the perennial horror movie creep of the 90s. I love it. I love every, Thank God. every ounce of it. He was redeemed in Riverdale, though. God. He's so hot in Riverdale. The By far the most attractive person in Riverdale. Like, he's... Head and shoulders above the rest. I, everyone else is... I don't know. I don't... What? I would fuck anyone on that show. KJ Appa? Come on. No. I disagree. I just feel like... He just has you know, muscles and that's it. Okay. He's fine cool. looking, but like his red hair, his archy hair is like so bad. <laughs> it's like technicolor. Just get a redhead. They're hair. everywhere. I don't... Yeah, I've got one. You've got <laughs> right one. Here. This is... See? <laughs> All right, should we, let's let's finally talk about this movie. Yes, yes, it's time. Okay, so we're talking about Twenty Eight Days Later, a Danny Boyle joint. Uh oh, whoops. In two thousand three. What else has he done? Is he a thing? I only know him from this movie. Uh, Train Spotting. Uh, he did a very oh, problematic uh, movie titled Slumdog Millionaire, uh, and then he did. Oh my God, he did! I didn't watch that movie. I only saw it once, um, but it's like, uh, maybe don't. Maybe a white guy shouldn't be telling us this tale, you know? We've got- I also am like, 
You know what? That makes a lot of sense because the dead baby in this movie looks a lot like the dead baby in Train Spotting. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even connect that. Uh, and then he did just did Train Spotting too, unfortunately. I don't know why. Who asked for that? No one. Nobody asked for, asked that. for that. I do. I did. I really like this movie. I really like Train Spotting. Um, I don't need. I didn't need another one. I have reached a point in my life where I don't need to watch Train Spotting again. You know, mm. like. I'm good. I'm there. Yeah, it's I watched t- it. It's a tough enough watch. times. Yeah. yeah. Um. He also did 127 hours. Oh yeah. Which uh-huh. I 127 percent did not watch. So I didn't watch it either. But he wrote and directed and produced it. So um, he he really leaned all the way in. And he really wanted us all to watch a guy cut his own arm off. So I don't need that. I yeah. like. Yeah. I have yeah. enough problems. Um. So. We come in over televised scenes of mass violence, riots, etc. They're being played on small screens <clears throat> for a chimp who's tied to a hospital bed with probes and wires. Um, three people in mass break in to free the chimps that are chained up and caged. They're caught by a scientist who warns them <clears throat> that the chimp is infected with rage and is very contagious. Ah! Um, the infection is in their blood and saliva. The female anarchist, of course, uh, is the first to free a chimp, and she gets attacked immediately. Uh, Her eyes turn red, she's spitting blood, and she's growling, and then she attacks the scientist. Uh, A naked, a very naked Killian Murphy wakes up in a hospital bed. Oh my god, I I was like, CM dick in this movie. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, he's naked twice. Like, I don't, he, I hope he got paid for it. He's got a cute butt. He was pretty much no one back then, right? Right, like, yeah. He's very He's like, thin. I'll show my dick. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, so he wakes up in a hospital bed with no one around. He dons scrubs, tries the phones that don't work, and then wanders around the hospital and greater London itself. Um, it's completely deserted. There's garbage everywhere and missing persons flyers. He's screaming hello so much. He's screaming. Like, no one is here. No one's Wouldn't around. Wouldn't you go back to your own apartment? I would go right back to my own apartment. Oh, yeah. I don't know where he's wandering to. Like, what do you... Who are you looking for? Yeah, you would go... The first places you were, would go are, like, where you live and where you, you, like, work or something. I don't know. In times of stress, I turn to the trinkets and garbage in my apartment for right. comfort. So, yeah, I'd head straight home. Um, He goes to a church instead. Can't relate. Um... And then yeah, last place I would go. <laughs> finds it full of bodies. He's screaming hello again. Um, and an infected priest still in his cassock. His cassock. Uh, hold the phone. Hold the phone. Right here. So he screams hello out to like the um, kind of sea of dead bodies, right? And two and then pop a, up. Two guys like pop up and they're like, huh? Huh? And then he's like, oh, I guess I'll just walk away. I'm not worried about this. He just walks away from the two people that pop up, right? And keeps I, yelling hello elsewhere. I thought he was looking for, like, a way to get down the stairs. Because he starts heading, like, off to the side. So I thought he was, like, going to go down there. And then the priest comes out. I don't know. He, wouldn't you be like, are you well? Hello, are you Hello, okay? Hello, are you happening? dead? Yeah. yeah. Um, are you infected with rage currently? Be honest. But he has no idea what's going on. And like... Um, he did just come out of a coma, so maybe we're being too critical of delirious. his uh, behavior. <laughs> uh, so the priest is like coughing and sputtering and convulsing, and he's... And Killian is not running away fast enough at all. No. Um, 
And then finally, his muscles he, are weak. Yeah, he's tired. Um, he he finally gets the hint and starts running away. Um, and he's pursued by several infected. Two people in uh, like gear show up and start throwing Molotov cocktails at the infected, who light on fire and continue running. They call him over um, to join them, and then they send an explosion and kill the infected. They take him to a convenience store and introduce themselves as Mark and Selena. We learn that Jim was a... Jim, Killian Murphy, that's his name, was a bike courier who was hit by a car while delivering a package and just awoke from his coma. Selena is completely humorous, and Mark is, like, super easygoing and fun. Um, Yeah, we have a lot of... Uh, details that prop up the stereotype of the angry black woman in this movie. It's a huge problem. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. And they, they tell Jim all that happened in the last four weeks. The virus spread fast and there's no electricity, government, or army. The two lost their families and Jim tells them he needs to go find his family in Deptford and he's sure that they're alive. The three depart the next morning because you should only travel by daylight and never alone. In Deptford, parents, Jim's parents have committed suicide and left him a very sad note on the back of a picture for him. This uh, movie really is, like, pretty heartbreaking in a lot it of is. places. Yeah. And it doesn't have the sort of, like, camp and, um, like, ridiculousness of train spotting. But it does have yeah. some of the weird camera work. It's all just like a bit very bizarre. Mishmash. Yeah, it doesn't have that. Like it has like a few instances. Whoops, that was my mail chime. Um, I didn't even hear it. Maybe it's just. I mind. have a whining puppy in one room, and then a drunk driver hit a telephone pole outside. So Eversource has been out there for like four days. Oh my god! And they, I guess this is how you replace a telephone pole. They put a new one in. And then just taped it to the old one and then cut the bottom off of the old one. So I was like, I don't know where this is going, but I guess this is the procedure. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Frankie and I don't walk that way because there might be live wires. Oh, my God. Scary. Um, so where was I? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so sad note. Sad note. It was note. really sad. Yeah. They also, like, Danny Boyle doesn't consider this a zombie movie because the infected are still alive, technically. Um, Well, too bad, because this scholarly, award-winning podcast, the Spooky Succubus cast, does consider it a zombie movie. And so did all the people who took our poll, so go. All those poll people. Thank you, people, for taking our poll. Thank you, humans. Um, I am depressed that no one sided with me on Queen of the Damned, but we're going to cou- subject you to it anyway. A couple people. Say Pod and Die did. We love you guys. We love you. Thank you for all of your support, even though we suck so bad at Instagram. And I know. Shout it's outs. like bad. We really need to like try to engage people. I know. I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm trying. You are. Um, I'm just exhausted by every day. I don't have... I'm running low on bandwidth, yeah, generally. (laughs) Um, So the... So they all get really sad, and they decide to stay the night, and Mark reveals the tragic way that he lost his family. He and everyone else in London went to Paddington Station to buy their way out. It was crowded, and uh, people are getting trampled, and the infection spread fast, and he watched his family be trampled slash turned um, as he stood on a kiosk. So, super, super bummer. Yeah, uh, big bummer. Everybody goes to bed, but Jim lights a candle and kind of reminisces about his family, and then several infected burst in. 
Uh, Selena and Mark fight them off, but Mark gets bit and Selena hacks him to death with no hesitation. Selena starts gathering supply. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. They had to, he had to, she, the movie had to clear the way for Jim and Selena to bang each other because there's no other option besides them ending up fucking, right? I do, I mean, I hate that, but I do like, I totally see it. Like, if I were alone with either one of them, I'd be like, all right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, This isn't a bad turnout. No, I totally agree. Like, this movie has some problems, some, like, glaring problems and some more subtle problems, but (laughs) I stand by it. I really like this movie. It's a great movie. And it's very anti-cop. You got to A-cap, guys, you know? Fuck the police. Um, And the military, and the military-industrial complex. It's garbage. And white supremacist governmental uh, structures in general. Ew, nothing God. obviously worked. I can't, I really don't want to talk about the white soldiers and the black soldiers that we encounter later well, on. Well, we're going to have to. horrendous. I'm upset. Very um, offensive, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Selena starts gather- saying they have to gather supplies and they need to leave right away because more infected will come. They walk through the streets arguing very loudly, like, shut the fuck up, guys, like, there's infected, obviously. Right. Uh, Jim sees Christmas lights on a balcony of a high rise. They head to the building and find blockades and booby traps to ward off the infected. They start up the stairs and then two infected come in because, of course, and they start running. And a guy in riot gear um, is guarding the stairs and tells them to go to flat 157 while he kills the two. A young girl on the other side of the door is hesitant and Selena is screaming, um, Let me the fuck it's not in! <laughs> Like, I feel like you have been in this situation long enough to know, like, like, hey, that's not, like, the way, but right. she's so angry and so black, so sorry. Right, that's, she can't. Um, we just have to have it be that way, yeah. The right gear guy is Frank, and the girl is his young teenage daughter, Hannah. Friend of the pod, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson, I love you. We actually did recently talk about him, right? We were talking about Dom Hall Gleason for some reason. I can't remember. His son. The whole Gleason family. Friends we love you all. Can't, you know, we stand a, we stand a ginger in this We house. are also saying this from a perspective of not having Googled if any of you did anything problematic. Uh-oh. So. Whoops. We'll report I, back. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. If anything is wrong. They are white guys, so you can't take them too seriously. Um... They seem very, so Frank and Hannah seem very happy to see people. They drink creme de menthe, which is disgusting. And uh, Jim likes them right away, but Selena is guarded, of course. I have never had creme de menthe, but I think I would like it. I think you would like it too, actually. In those fancy glasses. Yeah, you would, that's, that's an Abigail Welty (laughs) drink right there. Um, So Jim shaves, is really concerned about shaving his beard. Like, I just leave it. You don't need it's to not dry really, shave a beard. I don't see it as a priority. I'll say that, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, he shaves his head. Uh, they all go to bed and Selena remarks to Jim they need, that Hannah and Frank need them more than they need them. They need us more than we need they them. They need us more than we need, is need them. Is her quote. Uh, she claims she'll leave anyone behind who slows her down, which is a bold-faced lie because Jim has already slowed her down like three yeah, times. Yeah, he's... He's incapable of walking (laughs) without going, hello. (laughs) Um, And then Jim thanks her for saving his life. The next day. And she says, sure, because she's such a bitch. Because she can't have deep feelings because she's guarded. Um, The next day, Frank tells them that they don't have enough water and they can't stay there. He plays them a broadcast that is playing on a loop. Pause, pause. 
Buckets everywhere. So, buckets <laughs> everywhere, but also laundry hampers with holes in them. I was like, how? what are you going to collect in this hamper, Frank? Also, like, where the fuck did you get all of these containers from? There's, like, I mean, 200 containers. He must have ransacked every unit in the building, but it's, it's a lot of effort. It's only been 28 days. It's a lot of effort, so just maybe leave the hampers behind that have humongous holes in them. Right. I don't... Just saying. Come on. Come um, on. So... He's playing them this recording um, of soldiers who are giving them coordinates. They say they have salvation and the answer to the infection. And then Frank says it'll take two to three days to get to the location. And after some arguing, they decide to leave and load up Frank's taxi. Um, they make a terrible decision to go into a tunnel. And Jim it's points pretty, this out. It's but, pretty silly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in the middle of this tunnel, they have to change a tire. Rats rush in, followed by the infected, and they get out just in time. Uh, they have my some... dad never, my parents never taught me how to change a tire, because my dad said that's what we pay for AAA for. So I am a 32-year-old woman, and I have never changed a tire, and I don't know how. Um, it's not that hard, honestly. You jack it up, you take some bolts off, you put the bolts back on, you know. Maybe I'll have someone teach me. Maybe I'll get, like, a task rabbit to come teach me how to change Aww. a tire. <laughs> I married a manly man, so. Like, Adam probably knows, but he's probably just like, I'm not going to teach you because I don't take direction well from him. Um, <laughs> some trash. I mean, whatever. 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 It'll be fine. You'll be fine. Triple A exists. Um, My best friend, Triple A. So they have, they go to a grocery store that has all of the lights on. How are the lights on in this grocery store? I'm confused. Generator? Automated, automatic backup generator? With not even like emergency lights. It's bright ass grocery it's all store very lights. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they're having a grand old time, you know. And Shopping, they're, seeing. They're making, yeah. yeah, montage. They're joking around. Um, they're like making it clear that there's a gender divide in the group. We have men that drink and women that eat chocolate. Like chocolate, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, just laying the groundwork for later. Oh, my goodness. When Selena assumes, Selena was like, too the strong. motherhood role. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so then they have to go to a gas station to fill up. Jim is stupid and thinks he'll find a cheeseburger in this fucking place, and then he has to kill a young infected boy. Uh, they continue. There's so much driving. They Then they drive to some ruins. There's also a picnic and horses, though. Yeah, so they drive to some ruins, and they have, like, a fun little picnic, and they watch wild horses, and they are My bonding. like... Okay, like, you're in the country. It's obviously way more safe out here. There's, like, lots of space. You can... Uh, find resources. Why not just like what they did way later in the movie, which is find like a nice country house and live there, <laughs> like yeah, with the stuff, like with stuff. <laughs> like they're always I don't like, know. looking for something else. Is like I don't like even at the end of the movie, they're looking to for to leave. I don't know. Honestly, if I had that life that they have at the end of the movie, I would be like, I'm fine. Like, cool. don't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they decide to stay the night. Selena is softening up, and when she and Jim are alone, she tells him that she was wrong about 
the fact that staying alive is as good as it gets. And then she kiss, kisses him on the cheek, sort of out of nowhere, and they're all mushy and cute. Um, okay, I actually do stand Jim and Selena as a couple. Though. I do, but it's like, if it was anyone, they do have really good chemistry, and they're both like, very like good developed characters but i think both of them are so hot that they would and have they are very with hot. like a cardboard box yeah it's true yeah killian murphy would just like like make a growling noise at a box and be like ah. it would cut <laughs> animated and like yeah um so they do oh jim is having nightmares and selena is self-medicating um and then gives some drugs to a teenage girl because you know everyone's got to sleep it's it's half a valium i mean yeah the, she'll be fine they get to this location, um, but no one is there, and Frank is pissed off. He's mad. Male toxicity. Uh, Selena is worried and says they should leave. He's kicking shit, and then he kicks a wall, and blood from a dead body above him. That's like somehow in a rafter. Yeah. Right, but isn't animated. Um the blood drips right in his eyeball because of course and then he knows that he's infected he apologizes to hannah tells her he loves her and then starts to turn jim goes to beat him to death and then out of nowhere some people pop up and shoot uh shoot frank poor frank to death i feel like that is probably the most heartbreaking part of this movie oh, for yeah. me because he sad. has like I mean, I don't even see Frank as like particularly toxic. He's just, just that, like, just when he's mad. But he's yeah, he's a good character and, like, and feeling hopeless. But he's like a good role model of like a kind of like not that gendered parent. You know, he yeah. uh, he isn't like raising Hannah as like a daughter. Like they are, they have a bond that kind of like transcends their father daughter relationship. And I thought it was like a complex and really delightful bond to see on screen because it was so like Hannah is like capable of changing a tire they have trust in one another like Mm -hmm. they trust each other with their lives and then to have him like taken down by a moment of male toxic rage I was like (sighs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but yeah it is like a like a really nuanced portrayal of like a father-daughter relationship I wish I had such a nuanced relationship with my father (laughs) I love my dad so I love my dad, too. You know what? And that's all I'll say on the matter. Today. Maybe, I know, maybe I shouldn't say this on the cast, but uh, it's my partner's birthday soon, and I was just talking to my dad on the phone, and, uh, you know, everyone's having economic troubles, and he told me, he was like, you know what Caesar should do? He should sell dope. I was like, dad, what the fuck? It's not a bad idea. It's a good it was way just to make so money. funny and so unlike my dad, uh, but it was pretty pretty cute pretty funny meanwhile my dad uh is like you're gonna be way over budget on your wedding because you want to have an open bar and i told him our budget was fifteen thousand dollars which is like no money for a wedding right seriously i was like thanks dad he doesn't like that i drink you know like essentially one glass of wine a week Or want other people to drink. I drink way more than the equivalent of one glass of wine per week. But. Listen, I have so many friends from so many parts of my life that everyone is just really going to need to be drunk. It'll just be more fun for everybody involved at this right, wedding. Yeah. Uh, plus, like, if you don't have an open bar, like, has, you got to be classy, you know? People like, aren't going to come. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd come anyway, but I'd be like, um. If I had I a cash to bar, I think, <laughs> I think you would lose respect for me if I had a cash bar. <laughs> I would maybe be like. Abigail. You know better. What you doing, yeah. 
Um, so where are we at here? Uh, I, I think oh, this yeah, is where have, we they... turn it over. Oh, really? Yeah. This is a rare... <sighs> I'm unprepared. Okay, so on my first viewing, I just watched the movie for like entertainment pur- purposes, as usual. And then on my second viewing, I do the plot. But since I didn't get all the way through the second viewing, I'm not all the way through the plot. So it's, it's Abby's okay, turn. It's okay, I got this. Abby's got it. She's much better than me anyway. So they are going with the military men They who take their vehicle and like drive the cab separately to this manor house because uh, Major Henry West, who's sort of the ringleader, is living out some like disgusting heteronormative fantasy about being like the head of this like very fancy aristocratic household. Yeah. Uh, it's gross. Selena, they're in the house and there's like food and water and they're getting acclimated. But Hannah's really distressed and Selena's worried about her. Uh, Jim capitalizes on the grief of a black woman to smooch her kind of against her will. And she's like into it, but also kind of not into it. So mm-hmm. that happens. Uh, I'm sorry, this is probably going to be a little choppy because I wasn't super prepared either. I, no, but. you're fine. You're doing great. So then Henry West, who is a poor man's garbage Ralph Fiends uh, gives Jim a tour and they have dinner. The men are all like super toxic and they ask if Hannah can cook because it'll be good to have someone with a little flair in the kitchen. And obviously they're trying to like conform the women to these gender roles. Uh, Hannah won't eat and she says she wants to bury Frank. And then uh, they see that or they hear an alarm that infected are surrounding the manor. So the soldiers get up and head out to start shooting. Pew, pew. Uh, they kill a bunch of infected and they're, they're laughing as they head back in. Uh, the worst of the white men, Mitchell, takes Selena's knife and sexually harasses her. But West, purporting to be like a good guy, intervenes and apologizes. West and Jim are talking separately, and he admits to Jim that he promised the soldiers women. Uh, they were feeling distressed and futureless, so he kind of just like fabricated that broadcast because women mean a future. He's it's a been twenty eight days. Twenty eight days. Fuck. Like, just fuck each other, okay? Seriously, just this fuck is crazy. each other. <laughs> you cannot put like people in this position, you know, out side of their will like without their knowledge it is absolutely deranged it is so toxic and so incredibly horrifying like he's using this apocalypse as a as a crutch but really he just is like manipulating the situation to like make this his fantasy own, like weird fantasy exactly Ugh. so jim runs to hannah and selena and says they have to gtfo but jim is knocked out by west uh the sergeant Farrell is on jim's side and is like you can't like keep them here against their will but uh they both get tossed into this like empty room and chained to radiators so Farrell and Jim are in the room. Farrell says West has gone insane. It has only been 28 days and there is like life in other places because they obviously live on an island. So it's unlikely that the virus carried like too far. But West has just like decided to construct this alternate reality where he is like the hero that has to repopulate the earth, which is insane. So Jones, who is the like not taken seriously private because he's uh, effeminate and he's like forced to cook for the men. So he wears a little like frilly pink apron. So he's, uh, he's coded as like silly, effeminate, not taken seriously. 
And Mitchell, who's like the super toxic sexual harasser, uh, take Farrell and Jim out to the woods. It There's sort of a kerfuffle. Jones fires at Farrell from behind Mitchell and like fucks up his ear and his hearing. Farrell dies and then Jim manages to get away in the kerfuffle. Uh, <laughs> Jim becomes full on Farrell at this point. Like it is terrifying sexy. It's sex- sexifying. He like, so he woke up from a coma, let's say a week ago. Let's say it's been a week since he woke and up. And now right? he is literally beating like soldiers to death yeah. with his bare hands. Like I I'm, love it. I'm like, All about who it. the fuck are you? You're a bicycle messenger basically. Like who, where'd you come from Killian? Insane. Uh, so inside, the soldiers are forcing Hannah and Selena to get dressed in, like, the lady of the house's old clothing to have basically some kind of, like, upsetting sex party. Uh, Jim is running around outside, completely feral, pursued by Davis. <laughs> in the West, rain. But he kills Davis and takes his firearm. Uh, Wes continues to pursue Jim, but the infected approach, so he retreats back to the house. Um, Selena has also drugged Hannah because she knows she's about to get raped. So she's essentially just trying to like take the sting away from her, which is like really, really, really sad and heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and like way too, it was very real. It was, I was like, oh my fucking God. Okay. In this fucking stupid zombie movie. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like there's so many layers of just like truly upsetting things. Mm Mm-hmm. So Jim approaches the house and frees Mailer, who I forgot to tell you earlier, is um, a soldier, a black soldier that's been infected that they have chained up in the garden to Literally find out how chained long. Literally chained up. Chained up like they are keeping him as a pet to find I'm out upset. how long the infected take to starve to death. Uh, so unfortunately, Jim reinforces a really damaging racial stereotype by weaponizing a black man mm-hmm. to meet his own ends. So it's really fucking nasty. Uh, but Jim frees Mailer and lets him go free in the house to, like, kill the other soldiers. Uh, Selena and Hannah get away, but then Mitchell herds them back into the house uh, when he realizes Mailer is loose. So Jim is watching the chaos from outside in a, like, very... Um, diabolical way his face up against the window like Like, (laughs) my god uh he eventually makes it in and kills jones uh west returns and finds jones's body and is like my boy or something it's weird (laughs) hannah waters away from selena and jim is looking for both of them mitchell finds selena and uh jim he's like basically like i'm gonna take you away from here and we're gonna find like a fuck spot and like you and me it's disgusting uh but thankfully jim is in the ceiling somehow uh so he drops out of the ceiling to kill mitchy uh he like beats him up and then eyeball squishes him which i don't like i don't like the thumbs and the eyeballs uh he approaches selena but she raises her knife up afraid that he's infected but when she hesitates she realizes that it's still jim and they smooch and he says it's going to be okay uh hannah comes up from behind and tries to knock jim out we get a little levity because he's like i was kissing her and then he asks if she's stoned and selena says it's a long story uh they get to the cab where west is waiting but in and he shoots jim but doesn't kill him uh, in some kind of, like, very bizarre, like, premeditated move, or I don't know how Hannah does this, but she jumps in the car, takes over the driver's seat, like, starts backing the car 
up towards the manor house because Wes is in the back seat. She backs it up and then Mailer just like punches through the back window and takes and West. I was like, how? did you plan that, Hannah? Like, did you have a plan? <laughs> you have telepathy with the infected that you're like, okay, Mailer is there. I'm going to back up. And Maybe then... she does. We don't really know that much about Hannah. That's true. Maybe that's what Xanax does to you. It's like zombifies you out enough to like be in the same you're connecting with the other zombies uh so yay like they're all free uh the gates are locked and then hannah rams them and then it's another 28 days later jim wakes up in a bed still healing from his gunshot wound hannah and selena are doing some kind of sewing project where infected are starving to death outside um and it seems like they're at a little cottage house and they are again sewing uh hannah says it's coming and they lay out the fabric we don't know what it says yet but hannah said she definitely heard it a plane flies over and we see that they've written hello in fabric and the three wave and smile to each other because they're going to be saved from what seems like an actually really nice life um and that's the end the end i i get why it's hello because it's like a callback to what jim was saying in the beginning but help is a lot shorter I, but I thought hello was cute. <laughs> like, we're here because... Right. I mean, they don't really need help. They don't, they, it's true. They don't really need help. Um, but they're looking for people to come find them. So, I don't know. Or SOS or I don't know, something. Hello is just like, I don't know, it felt a little cheesy. The whole ending felt a little cheesy, but... I enjoyed the cheese and I stand by it. I guess. it did. Yeah, it brought some levity, but... Sorry, I was checking my work email because I'm technically... How dare? I'm in the middle of a work day. I know you are. I'm not because I don't have a real job. Um, But it's a fun fun little non-zombie zombie movie. Uh, And we all got to look at Killian Murphy for an hour and a half, so... So hot. I like his shaved head. He looks better with a shaved head. It's true. It's because in Peaky Blinders, he also has that really good haircut, so... He also is the only man in the world that can still look hot wearing one of those fucking dumb scally caps. That's true. They are fucking stupid. Whoever is listening Don't to this. Don't wear them. Who wears them? You look dumb. And I. We need you to not do it. Yeah. My brother-in-law um, does love those hats and he'll wear them forever. But he was wearing them before Peaky Blinders. He just never got the message. Um, from the 90s that they were over. So. He's a dad. I mean, like... He's a dad. Yeah. He's also, like, very... Um, he, like, isn't doesn't know anything that's current that's going on. So he's just, like, you know, he does whatever he likes, and that's fine. So I, he's the only one who's allowed to wear that stupid fucking hat. We declare it. I declare. Um, so, what do you want to unpack first? I guess we should start on uh, the military-industrial complex. Oh, God. What do you think? I mean... So, ha- this movie does do a good job... Of exemplifying how much institutions truly do not serve the people. Mm-hmm. Um, government, police, and military all fail to contain this, like, threat to society. Uh, and I think that if you're reaching, you could sort of uh, align the rage virus with, like, systemic issues such as systemat- systematic racism and bias and the colonization that completely has like destroyed our world 
if you're reaching, and I think we'll reach here because reach. we want we want to see <laughs> movies do that, right? But yeah. I think it does do an objectively good job of saying, like, yeah, institutions don't serve the people. You can't inherently trust authority figures. Um, government, police, and military are all inherently white supremacist structures that can be toppled. They're toppleable. They're toppleable. Um, with work yeah. and information, right? It's exactly. also like, I think I appreciate that um, it points out that like things like the military and like the police, wherein you give authority to white men and white supremacists, they will uh, be corrupted and they will use that to uh, to traumatize and terrorize other people because it's like exploiting that white supremacy and that misogyny so totally this movie like this movie totally doesn't even say like oh you know they could be corrupted but they're also like they have the best intentions at heart redeeming it really it really lays out like these people were given an iota of power and they're weaponizing their whiteness Mm -hmm. uh and abusing their power and abusing any person they can come in contact with particularly marginalized marginalized groups such as black people and women yeah and so and they and, were uh, essentially ready to rape like a 12 year old so immediately we're 28 days in guys like what 28 the days fuck? like maybe like, if he's been alive I for a week i have had leftovers in my fridge for longer than that and you think that's enough time to start raping underage children right huh huh it huh? hasn't even been a full fucking month is it february like you haven't even gotten into the next calendar month and you're also like you're just gonna rebuild britain single-handedly like the people of britain don't live there anymore there is no structure there is no government like there is no you don't need to revive a like inherently flawed system that marginalizes and kills people and you don't have the right to do that just because of your whiteness and your perceived power as part of like a fake military that doesn't even exist anymore that doesn't even exist anymore you're like clinging to institutions that don't exist just because they gave you kind of like the united states literally right now good lord it's let's burn it down um but it's also can't work it won't ever work for the people it's also like let's repopulate is what they use, but they just want to rape women. Like that's like, that's their goal is to. And I'm not. And the effeminate and like Jones, impregnating a woman, not in a consensual way. Even if you have like this perception that it's repopulating the earth, is an act of sexual violence. Like you can't just impregnate someone, and you can't as like a white man ever say like this is the greater good of society because you are the reason society has systemic failings motherfucker yeah also no one needs your fucking genes like the, what do you what no. are these babies gonna do what why is it 28 days in the first thing you need is like we need women you yeah know, what's we your gotta... baby gonna what's it gonna eat yeah where's it gonna go how are you gonna keep it quiet from the from the infected you know i just there's a lot of problems but one of the, I just, I, I wonder how much, Jones is the effeminate one, right? Was he raped? I'm sure he was. Probably. So sad. Yeah. And, yeah, so they've got the, there's two black soldiers. One of them is tied up in the backyard, and the other one is left for dead by Jim himself because he is unwilling to murder. 
his, I don't know. He's cowering in fear because he's a coward. I just, I don't like it. It's bad. It's all bad. I think, uh, yeah, should we move on to the treatment of Mailer? Of Mailer? Yeah. I just, like, when I saw that, because it's been a long time since I watched this movie when I watched it for the first time again, and I was like, for real? We've got a black man chained up in the backyard? For Honestly, real, it, guys? It, Are you serious? It, like, that could have been there, but why did it have to be a black man? It just feels, like, way too intentional. God, by, yeah, by, like, this white supremacist who's, like, clear, like, it's just, I was, like, appalled. I, and they don't and even, like, make it. It also feels, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say they don't make any comment on, like, on his that. Blackness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? No. Oh, this is so, Mailer. I don't. They keep him as a pet, first of all, which is super problematic, but when, um, Mailer is first introduced to Jim. West makes a point of referring to him as futureless, Mm -hmm. which is like an extremely loaded word for, I mean, obviously this is British society and it's not the same, but is kind of the same as American society. So referring to a black person as futureless uh, in the sort of like systemic racism that we live in with the school to prison pipeline, uh, how we essentially rob black people of the opportunity to have like a live work balance, yeah. uh, any kind of like autonomy in their own life, like any identity outside of their blackness because they're forced to confront their blackness every single day in America mm-hmm. and protect themselves against violence. Saying futureless just felt completely disgusting to me and i know it is like a through line through this movie like they don't they need a future there's no future Mm -hmm. women mean a future but it just felt like such an intentional like white supremacist jab that i had like my stomach turning honestly when he said that i also just like i don't i don't know i guess 2003 was a different time but like a white director and i'm assuming a white crew was like, hey, let's hire this actor. There's, you know, what, eight soldiers? Ten soldiers? Let's make two of them black and let's chain one of them up. You know, like, what? And he's essentially treated as a dog, right? Yeah. Like, what? I just don't know how no one was like, um, wait, just a minute. And, like, yeah, essentially the other black soldier is left no dead character. by Jim. Yeah, yeah, no character. He isn't categorized as violent. He isn't coded as, like, a violent oppressor. But he also uh, isn't really, like, given any agency or benefit of the doubt as right. someone who, like, probably was just on this fucked up team to survive right. and, like, find ways to cope in a world that had been rejecting him for long before there was a literal rage virus. Like, right. I do appreciate that he's not the perpetuator, like, the main perpetuator of the sexual violence again, but also, like, he is complicit in it, so. Right. Um, Love it. Well, I guess we should transition to Selena, who I will preface everything I'm saying about her uh, by saying that this is a pretty good, nuanced black character for a 2003 movie and also the fact that she's wearing her natural hair I think is uh really awesome Um, and she's played by Naomi Naomi Harris who is top incredible yeah uh but of course this stereotype of the angry black woman is a through line throughout her character development and the only thing that softens her is 
love because a white man yeah she becomes affectionate towards jim and also this like role of kind of pseudo motherhood in support of hannah so it's a really upsetting arc Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a really frustrating arc but also i think selena is still a good character despite the sort of things that danny boyle is subjecting her to and i think a lot of that has to do with naomi harris and not with the way it was written and yeah with her portrayal because i think she's like there's a lot of subtleties and there's a lot of, like, for this being a sort of, like, action horror movie, there's a lot of, like, downtime and there's a lot of, like, line deliveries and, like, meaningful pauses that she, like, brings to the role that I think bring a lot to it. Because otherwise it'd be very one-dimensional. She goes from being angry and being guarded to being soft and mushy and cowardly um, and needing rescue from a white man, which I don't appreciate. Me neither. And I don't like the way that Danny Boyle attempts to characterize her relationship with Hannah as like this sort of mother role but I also am appreciative of which I think is because of the two actors Naomi Harris and the actor that plays Hannah they really bring like a warmth and genuineness Mm -hmm. to this like connection and this relationship that I am appreciative of um and I also think there's a lot of thematic elements in this movie about family and like family structures and I really love the little like family that comes out of this tragedy where Jim Selena and Hannah all find each other find commonalities and find ways to like build back a life in a more equitable way where they don't have confined gender roles right yeah but uh that said the perpetuation of this angry black woman is pretty nasty um play it like she has this diatribe on plans being pointless as staying alive is as good as it gets Mm -hmm. and for a black person uh probably in the uk and in america staying alive is as good as it gets it hits pretty close to home right yeah and so criminalizing her and making it seem like she's a negative force for like anger and destruction because she says that is really problematic she's also presumably watched her family die and has but been we living... never find out we find right. out what happens to jim's family mark's family hannah's family but the black character we don't find out what her backstory looks like right and they yeah put it behind this like she's guarded so she doesn't have she's not going to tell anyone what's what happened to her but also like she doesn't get the opportunity to like she has had to live in this hellscape for 28 days, having lost her family, and then she's put in, you know, juxtaposition with Jim, who just woke up from a coma, just found his... So he has more hope than so she did. So he has more hope, yeah. Yeah, And it's then, not of course, her... like, Mark is characterized as kind of like a goofball who brings yeah. levity to these situations, and he says, oh, she's humorless, she's humorless, right? And then she hacks him to death, which is, like, probably what he deserved, I don't know. But, um, he didn't seem that bad. But, I mean, the whole, like, appearance of Mark is sort of, like, okay, she goes from, like, one white male paramour <laughs> to, like, another one? Like, I don't think, think that Mark's she... out of the way. I don't think she ever fucked Mark. Because she, she talks to Jim when they're walking after she has just killed him about, like, how he wanted to fuck the end. So I don't think that she did. I think it was something that Mark wanted, but she right. didn't, she didn't want that. Hopefully... Because, you know, I think that they found each other in this hellscape. It is kind of strange. And she's picky. But I... Sorry, I'm rearranging my body because my hips hurt just from sitting in a normal position. Because of old. Because old. Yeah, I feel that. Um, 
but I, I like... I think also, I mean, <laughs> I feel like this movie kind of gives credence to my uh, opinion that soulmates don't exist. <laughs> you just kind of like throw a dart at a wall, pick someone, and then make it happen, baby. <laughs> I... I mean, I know like I'm like one of the only people that thinks that their a, partner is not their soulmate, but um, soulmates feels like a weird like astrology sign, sort of like my soulmate. But like, I really don't know um, whether anyone else on this fucking planet would put up with my bullshit. You know, I got a lot of bullshit, and I, you know, hey, so does everybody. So I don't know. I'll say to that, you have to have a soul to have a soulmate. And. Um, no, I mean, Adam and I, like, work towards being together and, like, having a healthy relationship every day. But we have very different personalities and, in yeah. some ways, like, different takes on how life should be. As in, I'm, like, get away from me. I don't want to encounter another person. I'm essentially, like, Nosferatu hissing, you know, right. from his casket. And Adam, like, goes to bars and talks to people. So, you know. Yeah, Caesar does that too. He'll talk to, he's like, I'm like, why are you asking them? He'll we'll like sit at a bar and honestly, I'll sit at a bar and not talk to anyone and just like drink I my drink and be super happy. usually bring a book. I don't yeah. even read the book. I just bring the book and have it open so no one will talk to me. Yeah. Um, but he will like sit at a bar and like ask the bartender questions and like. No. Or like ask, you know, start up a conversation with someone next to him. I'm like, no, don't talk to them. Like, don't what are talk you to them. doing? But my, my position is like, don't talk to me. So like, I can't, I can't fathom someone else being like, ah, oh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. And that's also coming from a perspective of a bartender is that like, I'm also most of the time forced to talk to people. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. a fundraiser, right? Like, so you I also are people. <laughs> forced to talk to people. So it's like, it's my job to talk, and I don't want to do it in my downtime, you know? Yeah, I just want to watch Housewives and learn about Housewives drama and uh, find out who they're beefing with. Right. So, uh, uh, yeah, so back to Selena. She also, I mean, yeah, Jim doesn't think she would care that he has a headache. She doesn't wait for him when they're climbing the apartment stairs. Like, she does sort of manifest as this individualistic person, which is fucking funny because individualism is a tenet that is, like, highly admired when it's, like, a white person, right. you know, making it happen for themselves. But she seems cruel and uh, we are, like, yeah, basically demonizing this quality of individualism when it's a black woman. Fucked up. I also appreciate, um, like, her character and her development, like, after not having to just be worried about herself and, like, when she, like, really finally accepts Hannah and Frank and Jim into, the like, her care is, like, she's not immediately forced into the motherhood role until Hannah loses Frank and she, like, is opening herself up to this other person for like in an apocalypse you need another person to be you know mm -hmm. to like feel not so lonely just like in regular life like you need other people to not feel lonely and I appreciate that she's like allowed for two days to like let her guard down a little bit um but then she's immediately faced with the threat of sexual violence so it's really bummer I mean I think that it's realistic to think yeah. that like yeah like any power structures that existed in the before times will be an immediate threat to you because those people have been corrupted by the like imagined power that they had so yeah i think 
clinging to it. So yeah, if you're, I think it's really realistic to assume that men condition to think that they are owed everything that any other human person has to give would threaten women with sexual violence in a post-apocalyptic world. Right. So it felt pretty um, on the nose and it felt pretty in alignment with what would probably actually happen. Right. Uh, but also it just feels frustrating that it had to happen at the expense of a literal child and a black character that is already carrying around so much trauma. Right. Yeah, it's like this because Jim is our protagonist is like this story about apocalypse centered around a white man still poses a woman's terror and trauma in the very center of right. the climax is yeah is like maybe not the best um but I do I appreciate um military toxic white male villains because they're realistic you know yeah they are realistic and they're walking around fucking killing people right now they're in the regular us. world you give a white guy a gun, tell him that he's, he's gonna kill someone. The most important thing. Yeah, I. Yeah. Mm. Fucked up. Fucked. You have any up. other thoughts about this movie? No, I just uh, I wish that Naomi Harris got the kind of because um, she's doing well. She's doing great. She's in James Bond. She plays Miss Moneypenny. She was in one of my favorite movies, Moonlight, which is also fucking depressing. Um, but just so beautiful. And uh, I just wish that she had the same, like, name recognition as Killian Murphy because I think um, she's just as good an actor and uh, he's a household name. So, you know, just like... Do you think he's really a household name? I think he's pretty... Uh, I mean, he's in, like, one of the most popular shows on television right now and he's in, like, some of the most... He was in Batman. He's in... Yeah, I just... I don't know. I think he's a pretty big name. Oh, he was in Batman? Yeah, he was Scarecrow. Oh, I don't know anything about Batman. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, sorry. I was on uh, Naomi Harris's IMDb, and then I was in danger of going down a Pirates of the Caribbean rabbit hole. Because <laughs> apparently she was in one of them. So we should probably wrap this up. So next week we're doing Hostel, thanks to a listener suggestion. A very nice listener from Scotland got in touch with us. I don't think I ever heard back from you if it was okay to use your name. But if so it we'll is, let us know. Listener of the cast. We love we you. We got a freaking email from someone that actually gives a shit that we're doing what we're doing. And wow. we both were texting about it for like two hours, like basically peeing our pants with excitement. So um, thank you for giving us that gift. Are we celebrities? I think so. Like I think I feel... it pretty much goes without saying yeah, that we're <laughs> we celebrities. We are famous. I just, I like, if anyone wants to listen to, like, this ear garbage that I'm spitting, I, uh, I appreciate it, you know? Ear garbage is definitely an accurate assessment of what's happening here. (laughs) Uh, and then the week after that, by popular demand from our other poll, we're going to do Sleepaway Camp, so... We were supposed if to do this. If you thought we're done talking about gender, we're fucking not. We have a lot more to do. Oh my god! And transphobia. Uh-oh. Oh, we should note that today you're listening to this in the future, but today is National Day of Trans Visibility, and please remember that representation is not always good, and uh, that trans rights are human rights, bitches. What if um, every day you woke up and t- somebody told you that who you are doesn't exist is wrong. Yeah. 
Like, what kind of a... Just, like, shut the fuck up and worry about yourself. Why like, is anyone get. fucking talking about anyone else the fuck doing anything? Enough. Right. Worry about yourself. I Maybe work on your myself. own your own personality and then come for somebody else. Like, what? You're wor- yeah. the worst. The literal Be worst. nicer and better and, like, not so shitty. Right. Everyone needs to work on themselves, but especially conservatives. Oh, my goodness gracious. I yeah, can't really. Even. Um, and also liberals. <laughs> and liberals. Uh, probably the anarchists, too. We all need to work on ourselves, okay? Anarchists are better, though. Just saying. I, th- I said it. I said it. <laughs> We're all no, in sorry. a garbage heap. We're up at the top, okay? We're um, at the top of the garbage heap. <laughs> so we are on Instagram at SpookySuckubus underscore cast. You can find our Patreon linked in our link tree there. But if you want to go directly there, it's at patreon.com slash spooky succubus cast and yeah if you are in the mood you could leave us a nice review on apple a little rate and review right because the last review is from my sister and it's from february so we look like fucking losers so help us please <laughs> um please what are we gonna fuck this week uh we're gonna fuck the military industrial complex sexual violence against Anyone, but in this case, particularly black women. Um, We're going to fuck the demonization of black people and the weaponization of them by white people. Fuck capitalism as always. Fuck capitalism. Fuck each other, but in a nice way. But in a nice way. Let let Selena and Jim fuck each other, too, because they really want to. I know. I could have used a boob or dick more. Just <laughs> we got more. a dick we got a flaccid a dick, a dick. dick but it yeah. wasn't like a nice dick it was like hospital dick i don't want right. hospital dick it was tired oh we're so good at sticking to our time because nobody wants to listen to an hour and a half long episode of us talking so i feel we're like professionals is right around an hour yeah all right thanks for listening we'll see you next week for hostel bye, bye.